Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. With me today is CEO and CIO Chris Wallace. Welcome, Chris. It's good to be here, Dan. All right, Chris. Um, some some pretty big news that came out yesterday. Um, talking about uh, the U.S. credit rating. Um, so, first question here: you know, what, what are the implications of, of the Fitch downgrading the U.S. credit rating, and why do you think they are uh, downgrading the U.S. this week? Yeah. So I, I know it's easy to dismiss a, a credit downgrade for the U.S and it's sovereign debt, because as everybody says, well, they can just print the money, you know, they'll always pay it. But I, I, I think you need to think about the nature of sovereign debt, and that's true. You, they, any country can just print the money, but that doesn't come without any uh, unintended consequences. And so under that scenario and that logic, should Zimbabwe's, you know, uh, sovereign debt always carry a AAA credit rating because they can just print the money and do it? And I think the reality is what's been demonstrated year-to-date with the decline in tax receipts and what's been demonstrated with GDP, which is without the U.S. government accelerating its spending, we would have negative GDP. And the nature of this slowdown is such that the federal government will have to continue to spend at an accelerating rate to drive economic growth. And unfortunately, we're at debt levels where the multiplier after the initial spend over time becomes negative. So we can look out at the deficit spending this year, and while it's driving positive growth in the economy today, two years from now, that multiplier will be negative because we'll be servicing the debt that we use to fund that. And, um, you know, I don't think it's a coincidence that Fitch did its downgrade after uh, it came out that we were going to borrow something close to $1.9 trillion in the back half of the year, and tax receipts are falling quite dramatically. And so we've talked about this for a long time, that um, you know what we were going to recess was the excess stimulus and the growth, and now we're at a point to where the capital markets are going to have to digest higher treasury issuance, and the initial refilling of the TGA account that occurred after we lifted the debt ceiling was done predominantly with the issuance of bills. And when you issue bills, you actually are adding liquidity to the system because they're collateral. Uh, There's a limit to how much the U.S. Treasury wants to have at the short end of the curve. We're going to reach that shortly, which means they're going to have to issue more coupons, uh, which then adds more duration, and that will compete for other assets. And so we need to see how these deficits are funded and whether that presents a liquidity drain or do people sell equities to buy the treasuries, do they sell credit to buy the treasuries, but who's going to fund that? Uh, It's unlikely that it'll come out of the reverse repo as it has on a year-to-date basis. So I think that's a big deal. Um, And the reality is, look, this is going to be the number one political issue. Um, We've seen the federal government move from you know, high teens percentage of U.S. GDP to well north of 25% and on its way to be uh, uh, much higher. And so I think Fitch rightly points out we got choices to make. We have to decide what kind of economy we have and how we're going to fund it. And the reality is in an election year, uh, don't think this isn't going to be one of the number one political uh, issues And so does that mean we get a shutdown of the government? And with the government, the only thing driving growth 
um, you know, we go into another recession, you're going to see deficits blow out even further, and there's just no chance that we're going to fund it without the Fed stepping up and, and doing more QE. I, quite frankly, am in the camp that it wouldn't surprise me to see the Fed have to start QE really soon. And what I mean by that is in the next, you know, six to nine months, unless there's sufficient economic weakness that capital wants to leave other areas of the market and seek the safety of Treasury. So, look, I think it was timely. I think, you know, I, I want, <laughs> you look at the financial press and you, you get the, the usual, quote, insiders out there saying it's silly, um, and they live off the current system. So I just kind of dismiss everything that they say. But we're an imbalanced economy. Uh, we got to find balance, and that means either live with higher deficit spending uh, funded by the Fed that could prove inflationary, which means we need to price in the inflation on an ongoing basis, which we haven't done yet. So I think we still have more adjustments ahead, and I think Fitch was appropriate for making a point of it um, in light of the announcements out of U.S. Treasury this week. Uh, maybe appropriately on the timing as, as we're working through earnings season, right? I think this will be interesting to keep uh, keep an eye on. And, and speaking of earnings season, you know, we're, we're about two-thirds of the way through at this point. Um, any takeaways from the results that have been reported and then anything that ties yeah. into the, the description you just had? Yeah. No, look, it's it's clear, um, you know, X healthcare, X certain pockets, the economic slowdown continues. Um, we're in an industrial recession Services is starting to slow. Consumer spending is starting to go negative. Um, in the weakest areas of credit, we're starting to see the delinquencies pick up. And year over year, you know, with about two-thirds of the S&P reporting, earnings are down 7%. And, you know, they're going to be down again in the third quarter. And that, that's, you know, that's not what's in estimates. What's in estimates is a recovery in the back half of the year. And that's just, quite frankly, not going to happen. Um, so, look, I think we're going to continue to slow. The leading indicators say we're going to continue to slow well into 2024. And so we just need to uh, make the adjustments from a valuation standpoint and be prepared for that. Um, all we've really done since the beginning of 22, 22 we sold off um, because of the higher cost of capital, and it was a, a decline in, in PEs more than anything else. And the rally this year is nothing more than PE expansion. It's, it's not an increase in earnings estimates. So I think we're going to be reconciling these two factors for the, the, for the back half of the year. Uh, should make for some fun markets, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And, and as you're talking about back half of the year, you know, we're entering you know, what is what's typically a, a seasonally weak period for equity markets in particular. Um, any indicators that you're, you're keeping an eye on? I'm just going to keep an eye on the credit markets. I want to make sure that, uh, you know, investment-grade CDS stays well-behaved. You know, the credit issues in and around the auto sector are well-known, um, and any weakness in subprimes to be expected. But I think it's going to be worth keeping an eye on investment-grade credit to see if we start getting some liquidity pressures there. Um, outside of that, it, it's just going to come down to more of the typical economic data that we get. Uh, I do expect that uh, if we're going to see a material slowdown in the third and fourth quarter, we should start to see more weakness in and around the employment sector. And indicators are that, yeah, the internals are starting to weaken, uh, but we should start seeing it in claims data. 
if the economy continues to slow and should that occur at an accelerating rate, I think we're going to start to see more layoff announcements. Um, so we'll have to wait and see if that, that comes through or not. Yeah. All right. Um, well, kind of a tough one today. Uh, <laughs> some gloomier <laughs> topics than, than perhaps normal, but um, we'll keep an eye on all this and uh, we'll have you back here soon. Thanks, Chris. Sounds good, Dan. The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Von Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained